Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 544 of the Junk Catchers Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler, and join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, been playing mostly Metroid Prime Remastered this week, and picked up my copy of Resident Evil 4 Remastered today, so I had something... <laughs> remake. Yeah, remake. Well, remake, yes. Yes, and that's the same copy that I bought today as well for the PS5. Needless to say, I'm spiritually reliving the GameCube experience all over again. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's yes. pretty awesome to me. It, I never would have thought 20 years later I'd be playing the like a remake and a remaster of two games that I remember playing distinctively back when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was like the, the about last week there was that tweet that went out where like, in the year 2023, the two highest-ranked games of the year are were GameCube games. And I have no problems <laughs> with that whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. Unless next year, Mario Sunshine Remake is like the highest-rated game of the year, then we're going to have problems. <laughs> I mean, it's like the best... Like, it was like a 78 was the best game of the year. Dude, I know a lot of people that would be really happy if that was the case, but I do know an equal amount of people would be like, why the hell are we going back to Mario Sunshine? Like, Holy shit, yeah, I don't want to relive that Pachinko nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I, oh, oh boy. There's a reason why I played through Super Mario Sunshine only once and beat it, you know? And that was part of the I'm reason so sorry. why. But, uh, no man, other than that, other than that though, I've been doing alright, man. I just work stuff as usual, like, going through watching things on Twitch and stuff. So, yeah, catching some bit of, like, either... Maximilian dude streams or something like that or just watching some like retro long plays and stuff like that on Twitch as well you know just basically just chilling doing some work just conking out of sleep while playing some Metroid Prime in bed <laughs> Fair enough. but how about Fair you nice. Tyler <sighs> yeah better now Gables you know me man just clanging and banging as always um you know uh Doing pretty good. You know, another nice little easy week of work. You know, it's been pretty. It's been, it's been a little calm, a little too calm, if you ask me. Uh, but hey, I'm, it's all right. I, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just uh, been nice. Uh, I did, I went picked up my copy of uh, Resident Evil Four from uh, GameStop yesterday, and I've always had not always. I've mostly had good interactions with the GameStop employees uh-huh. there. Um, and for a long time, there's always been, like, the last few years, it's been, like, the same, like, few people I see yeah. there. And, uh, like, I don't go there super often. Like, I pick up my, most, like, most of my games I buy, I, I get from there. Like, buy, I, most of my games I buy, I don't, maybe, like, so I'm probably there seven, eight times a year, maybe. But, uh, I, you know, I see a lot of the same faces over and over yeah. again. And I, you know, people always, you know, complain about GameStop and interactions there. And I always feel like a lot of it's just overblown because people just, you know, they want to bitch about GameStop. That's what they do. Uh, and I, you know, I've been going to this one for 20 years now and yeah, like there's definitely been like the fair shares of like, you got a bad management group in there or, uh, you get some bad interactions here and there and stuff. Like I remember we had like one manager that was like, that was like one of the managers there. Like I remember Justin and I would go there together a lot and there's one manager actually was really cool and we just bullshit about games for like 30, 40 minutes. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. and like he was always really cool with us I and mean, he, he recognized us and we always, whatever. And then like he left, a new manager came in and, uh. Like, he would, like, remember, like, the Majora's Mask uh, 3DS came out, mm-hmm. and they were only getting one copy in, and he came in on his off day. Remember, we went up there to pre-order, like, there was, like, I think the, 
um, yeah, the new 3DS was coming out with them as well. Oh, wow. The same day with Majora's Mask. I remember that now. And But there was the Majora's Mask version of the 3DS XL. Yes. That was launching. The new 3DS, the super whatever. Super rare one, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they only got one pre-order in. And I remember we went in there and we were like, we're going to you know, pre-order our 3DSs. But we like, you know, if we can get the, the Majora's Mask one, fuck yeah, try to get the Majora's Mask one. And uh, but I was like, you know, Justin's a Zelda fan. So if you, you can get it first, if you there's only one to get, obviously you get it. Um, we went there and the manager was there. And I remember we asked about it. He's like, oh, yeah, we only got one, but uh, I got it. And like he was oh, like what? very like proud of himself about it. And it's like, well, fuck you, dude. It's like, that's like, what a weird humble brag that is. It's like, I don't and know. the fact that he's like directly I'm... to you guys and stuff is yeah. like an ultimate. It's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we like, he's like, it was kind of this weird thing of like, yeah, I'm cool because I got it. But also, it's like, like, I, like that. But it wasn't like him trying to be a dickhead about, like, yeah, I got it. So you can't get it. It was just more like he was super proud of himself for getting it, but he doesn't realize he's been a dickhead to us about, like, he's like zero awareness of it. Um, it's kind of like, I remember when, like, I went there and I got, like, pre-ordered the last PS5 uh, when they went up for pre-order yes. at that GameStop. And people were, like, running in. There was, like, three people coming in after I pre-ordered the last one. Uh, people coming in asking about it. And I'm like, man, they just sold the last one. I, I, like, I was, like, I was pretending like I didn't get it. I was like, man, bullshit, dude. Came all the way up here. They don't have it. They don't have it anymore. So I was like, I don't want people to know I got one. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want anybody to know. Of course, <laughs> but, I would uh, consider that one of your smartest moments. <laughs> just to make sure Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> There's not a lot, so it's definitely easy to, to be in my top five probably smartest moments. Uh, but yeah, anyways, but like I, I would say like nine out of ten times I've had always positive experiences, no issues whatsoever. Fast forward to yesterday, uh, I get there. This lady was there. Uh, the only like frustrating time sometimes you get there is like when you go talk to somebody and like and like you could tell they're not like a, a gamer, you know, like uh, which is whatever. But it's like when you're out talking talk to them, like hey, I want to pre-order this game. Yeah. So you just kind of like, it's like, hey, I want to pre-order, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's not Zelda or Mario, but like, fucking, what's a, what's a, like, a non-huge IP game? Uh, um, non-huge IP game? Let's just say you want to order, like, pre-order, like, Advanced Wars or something like that. Advanced Wars, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Uh, or even something, like, middle tier that's been around, but it's like, you know. Um, but, like, I go there and you like, hey, I want to pre-order this game. I'm like, okay, what what console? And be like, yeah, it'll be like Advanced Wars. And it's like, Nintendo. <laughs> It's like, or like, you know, okay. like, like they, they, they don't know anything about games or whatever like that. You know, it's like, it's like, oh God, I gotta explain shit to this person. Uh, I hate, you know, cause it's like, I don't know. Anyway, that's like minor gripes. That's like the biggest complaints I've had. Anyways, fast forward to this lady. I'm trying, I'm making the short story very long. Um, I get there. This lady, uh, is bigger than me in stature. Okay. Um, already intimidated, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm not like, I am six foot tall. I am six foot on the nose. You know? Okay. Six foot tall. Um, yeah, 97% body fat. Mm. Uh, but, um, lady is taller than me. Okay. Already intimidated. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I get there and I, I, I talked about like, you know, how, um, I was trading some games too. And, uh, I talked about like, I, I have advanced wars in Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, they're pre-ordered and paid off. And I was like, I'm just going to, I was going to cancel those. And cause I, I bought the voucher thing. On Nintendo, so I got those for for hundred bucks, so I saved myself like thirty bucks there on that. So my plan was I'm gonna trade these games in, get like a card, you know, get the trade in little you know card they give you, and I was gonna cancel those pre-orders with and put the store credit on that card with my my games trading in. And 
I told you know I, I already I have like I literally have like five other games pre-ordered there as well. Uh, like I literally have every game I want to that's been in, at those dates right now that I want to yeah. play pre-ordered out till September. Um, and uh, so I went there, traded my games, and I want to just put them on the card. And like because there's nothing right now that I want to pre-order. And uh, I was like, I'll just trade these in. They had a deal where you get an extra like twenty percent. And the lady was like, kind of got a little like I don't want to say upset, but like a little pushy. She's like, well, uh, what about uh, Starfield? I'm like, I'm getting on Game Pass. Did not like that comment. Did not like the fact I said Game Pass. Uh-uh. Uh, then um, she like she's like, okay, well, what about uh, Diablo Four? I'm like, I'm not no, a Diablo you. guy. Well, she, she, she was okay with that one. And she's like, well, there's that Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I'm like, ah, I'm not a big fan of that. She kept just like bopping out games. Like that's what they're like, supposed to do now, Tyler. That's yeah, that's, and I, I know that. But like that's... usually, like after like every time I go there, like usually they see I have all these games pre-ordered. Uh-huh. And like they don't, they don't even broach. Like they know that I know. It's like okay, yeah. this guy knows what his shit. Like he's, you know, he, he, like he doesn't. He he, he obviously pays attention. Like so I have, a, I've had Advance Wars pre-order there for three fucking years now. Like obviously, I know, I, I'm aware of what's going on. <laughs> uh, that's a true story. Um, but um, yeah, like she kept uh, doing that, and I like I mentioned, like I just want on a card, and I'll you know I'll, when I when something comes out, I'll just pre-order it later, and then. Uh, so finally broke her down and got her to accept that was what I was doing. And then I mentioned that I wanted to cancel those pre-orders. Oh, no. And put those, I'm like, hey, can I just cancel these two pre-orders and then uh, put them on the card as well? Gable, she did not like that comment. Oh. She did not like, and she she got, it wasn't the words she said, it was the manner of which she said them. Uh-oh. And I immediately cowered. <laughs> I was like, immediately like tail between the legs uh, i'm like I, you're you're bigger probably stronger than me um and will kick my ass uh and um finally just she broke me down and uh i did not cancel the pre-orders uh so they're still there i'm gonna i'm gonna go pick up star wars next month gables so i'll cancel them then hopefully she's not working then uh so i can cancel them then uh but uh i was i was <laughs> end up happening right you're gonna have these things not canceled then you're gonna have a couple of these extra I'll, copies and probably give them the job yeah i'm gonna buy these games i don't want because i'm scared of this lady <laughs> oh my gosh yeah dude yeah so that, that's what uh that's what i dealt with immediately yeah she scared me um and just like do, like you don't want the receipt do you i'm like no 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 i don't need the receipt that's fine which i really didn't but I, even if like, i did need the receipt like i was like no that's fine you, you do you can keep the receipt if you want the receipt you have the receipt you know what i'm gonna the receipt that's fine it's fine you know i don't need anything i'm leaving um or like i was i was on the like do i buy something i don't know what to do here she wanted me like at one point she was like why don't you go take a look around i'm like no i, I just want Resident Evil 4 and i'm like i'm good for right now i was like oh well you know there's some deals going on I go, I'm like, no that's what and she's like so if i at one point did do a, a quick like lap around the store because I was, like, so scared uh, of her. And, like, I was, like, I started looking, and I was just kind of, like, I wasn't even, like, focusing on what I was looking at. I was just, like, is this long enough? Am I lo- have I looked long Like, how long has it been? Has it been, like, 30 seconds? Has it been, like, 90 seconds? I don't know. It was, like, the reverse you being a child on Christmas Eve. You know, where, like, you just, you can't wait to, like, uh, I was, like, oh, man, it's probably been, like, 20 minutes you look. It's been, like, two. Or, like, when you're in school. And you just want the time to go by as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how it was for me uh, at that point. I felt like I was in school and she's the teacher. But, like, instead of, like, you know, like, you just want to go home, she was, like, standing, like, with a fucking 
pallet with the the pallet or what, what the fuck's a little wooden mallet thing? What the fuck it's called? That she like with the with the holes drilled into it so they get more fucking speeds to hit you with. Um, that's how I felt about it. Very dummy mommy situation there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was that that's that was my GameStop interaction yesterday. It was very weird. I I, I felt very emasculated. Um, which to be fair, I'm not a very masculine man anyways. Uh, so it wasn't a lot of, a big teardrop for me, but uh, oh boy. That was, that was weird. That was a weird experience. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, I, this is a video game podcast. Uh, well, I guess we were talking about video games there. Uh, but uh, before every week we get together, we talk about video games. Uh, if you like all this, if you're still watching it, I, first off, why? Second off, thank you, I guess. Uh, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please do all that. If you are watching us elsewhere, listening to us elsewhere, uh, look in the description down below. Or even if you're watching on YouTube and you want the audio version, or click in the description down below. You'll see the links to all of our socials. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, there's a you can follow our fans Crick League. It's our fantasy league for video games that we do every year. Extra Life is on uh, links on there too. So not ours personal ones, but if you want to like go sign up for yourself, you can do all that. So yeah, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So uh, please like, follow, subscribe, check us out. Five star reviews, leave comments, shares, shares being the big one. The more you guys share, the more help us out. But uh, yeah, that is uh, that's all that gives. But um, we're in a weird news part right now. Where like we we were we've been very spoiled the last uh, for it feels like a long time now. Where like every week like it felt like for a long time where like I was like I was having to cut shit out because there's so much news. Yes. Um, or like we were like speeding through things, and now the last few weeks it's been a little leaner, which um, that's fine. It's kind of like getting like but like I said, it's been we've been very spoiled uh, for a while now on this stuff. So, uh, but uh. There's been some things going on. So, let's jump into it here. We got Spider-Man 2, apparently, is coming in September, which uh, VGC and a couple other people have already kind of, not reported, but have kind of mentioned that they've heard that uh, September was the time period in which it was going to come out, which um, Spider-Man 2018 did come out. It was the Friday going into Labor Day weekend. Okay. um, Which was very awesome. I remember that. But uh, Tony Todd... Who um, you might know, he played Candyman way back in the eighties. Okay. Um, was that nineties, eighties, and nineties, probably? Um, somebody on Twitter asked him uh, when the game's coming. Uh-oh. Which I'm sure you know, all of them, all the actors, people working on the game, directors, oh, yeah. all, PlayStation themselves, get asked that question a million times a day. Well, I don't think Tony Todd gets that gets meant. It's that question asked a lot because he responded, "Looks like September." Massive publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. Hold on to your dot 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 and hold your breath. I wonder what that dot 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 means. What that dot? I want to. We really do a deep dive in that one. Uh, but anyways, it's gonna be necessary. Uh, then he kind of did. A, he deleted the tweet a few hours later. But obviously, you know, <laughs> it does take long for those to get screenshotted. And then he kind of retweeted later. Uh, kind of like, well, I fucked up. Uh, so um, yeah, Gables looks like. I mean, I think. Obviously, you know, take you know, games get delayed, shit happens, but uh, um, we see this all we see this a lot with at with like you know, ho- I don't want to say real actors, but Hollywood actors that don't typically yes, do game absolutely. stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, because obviously, TV shows, movies get announced years, years, years in advance before they even have mm-hmm. like a, uh, a before they even have a script made. They've already announced that they're working on it, um, and in movies and TV shows, it's pretty easy to like hit those hit those dates because typically they'll have those movies and shit done well in advance of the of them coming out you hear about movies all the time like 
they're done just sitting in a can. Well, I guess not anymore. Now they're not in a can. They're on a hard drive somewhere, sitting for like a year before they finally come out. Uh, video games, obviously not that. Usually they come in pretty hot. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously, but video games are a lot more secretive. We've seen um, a Norman Reedus do this couple like last year with Death Stranding Two, just talking about, yeah, we're, we're working on it right now. For the you know, the game was announced like eight months later. Uh, so I don't know, people. How 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 are we feeling about Spider Man Two coming in September? Honestly, it feels like that it's going to be inevitability that this is going to be a September release. And you nailed the, you cut the nail right on the head in regards to the whole thing, in regards to the differences here between Hollywood and their actors and directors talking about their next projects and for people with video games and stuff. Two different things. Obviously, two entirely different mm -hmm. things. Video game world, inside the world of gaming, it's mostly secretive because of good reasons. There are NDAs and there's other things in place right here so that actors or like directors or anybody cannot spoil what's going on and stuff because a lot of these gaming companies want this to be a surprise until when they feel like they want to go forth an announcement. So for this actor here to go forth and to say, oh, yeah, it's going to be coming in September or this and that, you know, it's like this puts more credence to the fact that he knows what he's talking about. He has worked directly with this game, with this game and stuff, voice acting, I'm assuming. And, uh, yeah, you know what? This coincides with the kind of the time frame and stuff to where we would have thought Spider-Man 2 would be releasing. We haven't seen yeah. much gameplay footage of it yet. We probably will, None. like, in the months ahead leading up to launch. So, yeah. hey, this pulls... Even though this is technically, like, a rumor, rumor, this is something I would lean more towards it being an actual fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I did first mention that Tony Todd is playing the voice of Venom. There you go. Which I believe he's done the voice of Venom in some animated stuff. I could be wrong on that one, which, but it's not, uh, it's not like uncommon for that to happen. The TV show, like, um, yeah, I believe so. Or maybe some like animated projects outside of that. I don't well, know, but there I, were like a couple. Of I thought I thought it was projects. <laughs> let me let me look up Tony Todd and Venom. I'm gonna Google that. It's, Sometimes I can think about maybe three animated Spider-Man shows that have come out <laughs> since um, the 90s that could possibly be. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe it is his first time doing it. Okay, okay. What is it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's go to his wiki page here. We're gonna, we're gonna do that. Tony Todd Wikipedia. Let's see what happens here. Hmm. All right. Um. Huh. He's done a lot of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, man, this guy is busy. Like, he's never doing like big stuff. He's just like guest starring and everything. Okay. Okay. Video games. Spider Man Two. Oh, he's in Back for Blood. Uh, he was in Half Life. Alex. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, never mind. I guess I was wrong. I thought maybe he did some like. Um, I thought there was someone. I, I could have sworn someone said something about him doing. Uh. Venom before, but uh, never mind. I guess I was wrong on that one. My bad, everybody. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, September makes sense. What the fuck is it? I'm sorry if you hear my birds in the background. They are going nuts. It's, it is like 11:30 at night. What the fuck are they yelling about? Um, anyways, um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, this is kind of you know kind of what we I, what we all thought. We kind of mentioned in the past of uh, you know September. Um, you know, even in it's 
we, it's very it's very rare that we see you know, it's kind of the Spider-Man was like uh, very rare, like one of the few games from PlayStation in the last decade, outside of last year, really outside of 2020 when they launched a new console, and then last year when God of War came out, where they put a they put a big first party game out in that that area. And typically, all their games come out, you know, the first seven eight months of the year. Um, you look back the last, you know, really since the PS4 launch, yeah. um, even before that, like you know, Last of Us came out in the, the first Last of Us came out in June, shit like that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's very rare to do that, but like Spider-Man is probably the biggest IP out there. Um, if not, it's top three, five. You know, it's as far as like you know mainstream appeal. Um, you know, Spider-Man 2018 is the best-selling PlayStation game of all time. Uh, I know Miles Morales. I don't know. We got like I don't know how updated the numbers were, but also sold extremely, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably it's probably I wouldn't be shocked. I wish they gave out more specific numbers, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's probably one of the best selling games on PS4 and PS5 so far. Um, and we've seen that like consistently for the first couple of years, really until Horizon came out last February. Yeah. Um, where like we like that game was in the top twenty NPDs every every month. Um, Miles Morales was. Um, makes sense. I'm just kind of I'm I'm curious like how it's gonna work with like with Starfield like. Mm. I don't think they're necessarily... I think, like, in the gamer sense, it's an argument, like, what's bigger. Yeah. But I think, like, in, like, outside of our bubble, mm-hmm. you know, like, I always talk about, we always look at the NPDs, because, like, kind of takes us out of our bubble, and we see a lot more, like, what goes going on. We under, I, we always understand, understand the industry and consumers a little better with the NPDs. Um, you look outside the bubble, obviously, Spider-Man is going to be much... Spider-Man 2 is going to be much, 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 much bigger yes, it will. than Starfield. Even though Starfield has... It's Bethesda behind it. It's a new IP. Let me shock a lot of people don't understand. This is the Skyrim and Fallout people, um, but uh, and, but also Starfield's gonna be on Game Pass. That's you, know, That's you the got the you thing. got the but you got the and you got the marketing budget of Microsoft. So um, maybe those kind of even out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I am, I'll tell you what, Gables. I'm if this happens, um, I am not looking forward to the internet. Well, I guess like you, I never really look forward to the internet, but. I'm definitely not gonna look forward to the video game like internet uh, in the months leading up to um, these games launching because it, you're looking at Xbox versus PlayStation, oh, and it's gonna I be see. the most annoying. Like I, I do a really good job of like kind of making and crafting my Twitter the way I want it, where I just see the shit I want to uh-huh. see. Sports, it's like NFL, basketball, wrestling, video games. That's like 95% of what my my Twitter is, and that's Honestly, if I can make it 110%, I would. But, you know, obviously you can't help what people retweet. Uh, and I am not looking forward to the shit that I'm going to see on this goddamn uh, fucking uh, app. I'm not looking forward to what's going to happen on Discord. I'm not. I'm just not going to look forward to it. Because um, it's going to be like... Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> God, I mean, what, what if... Like, Nintendo's going to really piss us off. Like, we're like... Was it September 6th? We're going to have Starfield. September 20th, we're going to have Spider Man 2. September 13th, we're going to have Metroid Prime 4. Oh, like, that's what's going to happen. Hilarious. It's going to be, God damn it. And, uh, like, I could see it happening. It's like, hey, you guys have been waiting a decade, like, <laughs> more than a decade for this. We announced this game six years ago. Here it is. We're putting it in between these things. We're going to Titanfall to it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't, God. I could see it happening. Um, or, like, the next 3D Mario games coming out. You know, in September. I don't know. Um, next Nintendo console. Yeah, but I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to launch... Yeah, oh, my God. 
Well, we might as well just put that out there that that's a possibility too that we can't dismiss. Hey, part of me, it, it's like this that sick part of you, like that 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 meme where it's the guy, the sicko meme, the guy's on the looking through the window seal. Ha ha! Yes, yes. Like part of me is like that guy, like wanting to see this world where that happens, uh, but also <laughs> like I don't want it to happen. Uh, like if if we could just get like, I mean, it'd be great if we got Spider Man in July because we could play it earlier. That's true. But, like part of me is like, can we just push it to like January at this point? <laughs> just get it away, because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, but uh, no, yeah. But like like you said, I think makes the most sense. They did say fall, um, and I yeah, I do think. I mean, obviously we don't know a lot what's going on in the second half of this year. Um, being like the first half of this year is pretty stacked. Um, Absolutely. And then you look past June, like July, we have Pikmin, and then Starfield is in September. And I don't and think we, we have anything else. Nothing else has a date right now in terms of like the vast majority of games that are coming the second half of the year, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, and you know, there's a chance we might actually get a new Call of Duty this year. So, who knows? I mean, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely one of the weirder years so far. But like, I think we'll hear more in the next month or two about what's coming. Well, Gables, let's move on. We don't typically cover previews. No. But I thought this one this. This time we make an exception. Okay. I want to talk about those Redfall previews. Okay. Um, and I, I guess I, I'm coming out, you know, I, I'm talking about, I've been very concerned about this game because I felt like the way they were showing this game felt like they're like hiding some stuff from us. Yeah. You know, like they're like cutting to a lot of stuff and like showing like, like this kind of looks like games of service stuff, but they're trying to hide the games of service stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, kind of some good news here is that it looks like it is not. A games of service game so they had preview events uh everybody got to play a bunch of um people got to go and play the game for 90 minutes but it's all single player uh, which is kind of weird but um all played for 90 minutes uh i got to play the, the first like the first like a little bit of the first area uh a couple and it was like fairly early on in the game um but everybody kind of just said it's basically like um more like it's more like a, a far cry or more, more like a map game oh. but with an arcane twist huh. which Actually, sounds kind of awesome. Uh, obviously, it depends how crazy we're in the map game world are we getting with this. Like, we're are we getting like Far Cry nowadays? Like, shit with it, or is it like because they, they mentioned Far Cry two specifically, which I'm cool with that. Like, I would, I you know, I, I love a good map game, uh, but like, I want like I miss the days of like the Far Cry three map game where they're like, here's a slightly smaller world with a lot less bullshit in in there to do. So, but the. <laughs> The, the previews have been pretty positive. You know, it seems like, yeah, obviously, like, more hit and miss. But something interesting out of this. Um, so, um, one of the, the directors of the one of the main uh, producers of the game, rather, um, I think Chris Smith was his name. Yeah. He did an interview, and he talked about, uh, so there was the issue with people were kind of, one of the main things that like, a lot of people were freaking out about was the always online aspect. Yes. That's where I think a lot of people were coming, had that, is this game's a service. Um so he did. He did come out and he talked about. It and he said we have to do something, uh, some things that encrypt your save games and do a bunch of UI work to support it. And so we are looking into. I'm not supposed to promise anything, but we are looking into and working actively toward fixing that in the future. Talking about always online, uh, for single player aspects. Obviously, multiplayer you have to be online. Um, it allows us. Uh, so part of the reason why he talked about it, though, um, the reason why they're they're planning they were planning on doing it and had it built in was it allows us to do some accessibility stuff. It allows us for. Uh, telemetry like if everybody's falling off ladders and dying holy shit that shows up and so we can go and tweak uh, tweak the ladder code 
Um, there are reasons we set out to do stuff like that. You know, talk about like if there's a boss fight or something like that, and it's like everybody's just plowing through it, or it's wait like everybody's getting their ass whooped at it. They kind of change, like kind of you know change the difficulty of it, stuff like that, which is all that's totally fair, totally um, right. You know, no complaint. I, I totally understand why they want that. They did mention that there, there is no microtransaction, uh, microtransactions. There's no storefront. There's nothing like that. There is a season pass you can buy. I think it's thirty bucks. Um, it has like uh, extra characters and content and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so something that we I, would expect from like a game like yeah. that. Yeah, but there's no like we're not trying to sell you gear. Or we're not trying to like it's not like when you buy the next Ubisoft game and you open up you like the day uh, the next Assassin's Creed or Far Cry comes on, you go to the you go to your main menu, you look at your map, you go over one screen, and here's yes. a storefront with like here's if you want your horse to dress like a unicorn or if you want your <laughs> if you want to dress like you know. Um, in like super like crazy gear or whatever or have uh, better weapons or double XP shit like that uh, which who would ever buy double XP if you want to dress like Mr. Too. Beast here you go <laughs> oh god giggles <laughs> I hate everything you just said there um, but yeah um, I gotta say like I don't like I'm not like I am less relieved about it and like the fact like they said they can't promise it and th- it doesn't sound like it's gonna be there like day one um my only thing with like always online when I hear that stuff, like my issue was like my concern was like honestly it's like small thing, but I think it's important for a lot of us is like just pausing the game. Yeah. It's like that's the thing that like turns me off to like uh on, some others like obviously like when I play Destiny Two, I try to get into it. Like obviously like I try to jump in here and there, and it's like you're like multiple content drops behind, uh, and there's just so much shit added, and like it's a totally different game. You know, two years later or um your power level is way too low or just like that the part like the big honestly the biggest thing to me sometimes when i playing the game like because some of those uh missions are long like i gotta pee <laughs> you know really bad or my dog's staring at me because he's got to poop you know and it's like sorry lou i'm 15 minutes into this hour-long mission oh and there's no way i can stop like you know like obviously like uh like madden like they have they have an offline franchise mode or an online and i always do online which means i have to play i have to be uh connected to the internet but there's benefits to that, where like if they do updates to the game, um, like they do changes to like the franchise mode. If I'm on offline, I can't like whatever the day one game is. That's what I get. But like online, those you know, the changes they make affect and make my 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 uh, game it makes it better unless they accidentally delete my save. Um, but I don't know, like I can understand that argument, and I'm totally fine with it. Like I think he did a good job. I think the fact that there's no like marks, there's no microtransactions don't create a bunch of uh, anything like that like it's awesome my biggest thing is i just want to like pause the goddamn game (laughs) honestly that's my biggest like issue uh i'm not like any more like about the game itself i'm not like all of a sudden like 10 times like the previews didn't do anything like like holy shit i can't wait uh because i don't know i think i am i'm curious what like arcane can do with like a vampire far cry game like that sounds like it could be really cool because like arcane makes really great uh games obviously and i think they have some really cool like um you know twists to some of the games they make but uh i don't know uh i, I mean it's coming to game pass so i was always gonna play it but like i am now going in way i'm, I'm definitely more optimistic about the fact that i'm gonna play this like before like i was like oh, i'll probably play it for a weekend and move on right but, like oh maybe i can i can dump you know a 10 15 20 hours in this thing uh, what about you, Gables? Are you uh, any more excited about uh, Redfall after this? 
Well, after the preview stuff, I mean, there's definitely some positives here. One, the always online thing is being looked into and is most likely going to be changed in regards for more conscientiousness bring, you know, brought up to people that just want to play and enjoy the single-player aspect of it. I mean, that's pretty cool, in my honest opinion. Because the couple of kisses of death for a game nowadays is like, one, a game that has to be always online, even if it's a single-player experience, to any type of, like, live service-esque type of things and stuff being present inside of your game, because, you know, how certain gamers just don't want to be nickel and dimed or really bothered in order to, like, go into a lot of that different stuff, because we've seen them all ad nauseum for a lot of these free-to-play games. So to, mm-hmm. for a fact that these two are not going to be front and center, you know, in terms of being issues, I mean, that's definitely a positive. In terms of the aspect of it being further elaborated, that it's more like a Far Cry 2 sort of like a world, like exploration type of stuff, or just like a early sort of like, like uh, explorable like map game sort of to where, basically uncover a couple of different things, collect a couple of different items, maybe face a couple of bosses and clear out some territories or something. That could be fun if it's presented like in a good, a good creative way, you know, something that we're not really akin or used to. I'm looking forward to seeing if Redfall hits on that. But I think the most positive thing I can say really about Redfall is, is that, yeah, it's actually, when I think about it, the funniest parts about uh, the best things I think about for Redfall is like, it doesn't have those things that are going to be keeping it back. Hopefully like what I've just mentioned, you know, in regards to like live service stuff or like always online for single player stuff. But yeah, having the option to pause in the middle of the game would definitely be a good idea too. <laughs> I mean, multiplayer stuff. Yeah, I can understand you don't want that, but in a single player game, a lot of us have lives that we have to attend to. We work full-time jobs. I mean, for God's sake, I have limited time as it is too. let me be able yeah, to fucking pause definitely. my game so I can take a shit. <laughs> Redfall, right, general, right, and seeing if it really is all man as wants. good as what Microsoft is wanting to present it to be. Okay, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm with you. Um, but let's move on, Gables, to our next topic here. Um, Gables, this one might be a little more up your alley, buddy. F-Zero. Okay, so the last major F-Zero game that came out for the Nintendo Systems was on the GameCube, Game Boy Advance generation, so that stuff. So, yeah, F-Zero GX came out for the GameCube, but there was also an arcade equivalent, AX. And the thing about AX is, in Japan, they had these arcade machines, you know, with F-Zero AX, and you can bring your GameCube memory card and insert... The thing you got special cars and special costumes, and like special goodies that Nintendo only did in Japan that never came stateside. But as far as for the Game Boy Advance, there was two games: F Zero, like the one that launched with the Game Boy Advance, and then F Zero GP Legend, which is technically the last F Zero game that re- Nintendo released before it being dormant for so long now. But uh, anyway, continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
sorry. So I just realized that I, I um, had my, uh, for people listening, if you're still here, uh, I had my headphone, my mic, my microphone was set up for the wrong microphone. Uh -oh. So I'm talking. So my audio for was coming through my, <laughs> my camera instead of my microphone. Uh, so I, I just fixed that. So uh, I apologize for like the first like 35 minutes of that podcast. Uh, I was like trying to get like, from, like why the f is my microphone so fucked up here? I just figured out why. Um, but anyways, yeah. So F Zero GX apparently is being remastered. Um, so Nate the Hate, who's been pretty good about um, leaks in the past, and especially on the Nintendo side, um, mentioned back in January that there was an F Zero was in production somewhere. Uh, and it sounded like a remaster. Um, and there was another. Uh, um, oh, Nintendo Prime. Oh, yeah, Nintendo this Prime's is another name? Nintendo YouTuber. Yeah, YouTube account. Yeah, and. Yeah, so they, I guess they in the past have nailed some leaks, but have also, um, they are very iffy on mm -hmm. some of their leaks. So obviously take this with a gigantic, you know, this isn't coming from like a Jeff Grubb or like Zenate the Hate or um, some of the people um, that we know. Emily Rogers. Emily, yeah, Rogers. Like she was always really good as well, but I think she said she's done because she got too much harassment from people about I people getting don't mad blame at her. leaks. Huh. Um, yeah, so she's like, I'm just done. Um Anyways, uh, so this is from those people that we know of, but uh, apparently uh, Next Level Games is working on this. It's um, um, interesting, though, is they just put a game out. So it sounds like this game, from according to Nintendo Prime, um, obviously, once again, giant uh, grain of salt here. Um, the, the game is supposed to come out this year, maybe? Um, Next Level. So only the only thing we know, Nate Tate said it's an F-Zero remaster is in development. Um, all this other stuff is from Nintendo Prime. Next Level Games is working on it. It's coming this year. Mm. Uh, but we do know for a fact that Next Level Games does have two different teams. Um, and they're, you know, they're the people that made like the Mario Strikers Battle League that came out last June. And before that, they put out Luigi, Luigi's Mansion 3 that came out in Halloween, Halloween mm. 2019. Um, so it's not in the realm of impossibility here that maybe, uh, one of those teams is, is working on it. And then, you know, I was, I was hoping that we get Luigi's Mansion 4 soon, but, uh, <laughs> Maybe that's not happening, but uh, I don't know. It was like I am not the F Zero guy at all. Um, like I, I remember I, I had I remember I had the Game Boy Advance one because I, I yeah. got my that Game Boy Advance for Christmas that year. That was like one of the few games that was on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like those games were always really hard, so I was never any good at them. But how excited are you about possibly a comeback of F Zero? First off, I would definitely be excited if if F Zero came back in a big way for Nintendo systems. I mean, we're talking about a game series that's been around since the Super Nintendo. That These games were at launches of different Nintendo consoles throughout the years. I mean, obviously for the Super Nintendo being one back in 91, and then, like, obviously the launch of the Game Boy Advance and stuff like that with with that F-Zero, I think, Maximum Velocity, I think it was called, now that I think about it. But, uh, well, yes, they were major milestones in regards to like uh, the racing games on Nintendo systems. You know, these were like fast paced games. They were pretty challenging in some aspects and stuff, but they were incredibly fun. I mean, hell, a couple of years ago, I played through F zero X on the Nintendo switch online service and stuff. I think it was like last year. Now I think about it, but that game was super fun and it was super addicting too. this game. That game held up for years, and now I can understand why people incredibly loved the, that game. In terms of the information that was provided to us by Nintendo Prime, I am really holding this with a grain of salt, though, because Nintendo Prime has 
stated things in the past and stuff like that that he's gotten from certain sources and stuff, and he ended up being wrong for quite a few of the stuff that I can remember. But there are some things that he did hit on the head. I recognize that, but yeah, like he, he he's one he was one of the first people that leaked about the Tears of the Kingdom OLED switch, which hasn't officially been announced yet, but. It's one of the worst kept secrets. Um, we've seen for pictures of it. So, right at this moment. yeah. But yeah, I give him credit for that, for the leaking of like this Zelda OLED switch. But in regards to that, I mean, if I had to take a choice between either trusting the, like, the speculation of, say, Nintendo Prime over, say, someone like Nate the Hate or something like that, I mean, obviously I would drift more towards Nate the Hate because he has more insider knowledge in regards to that. Like him, Jeff Grubb, and even like certain other game like other people in the game jason schreier What's that jason, oh, jason schreier, schreier okay. obviously yes so i mean yeah. we have a group of people in the gaming industry here that we understood are leakers that know a bunch of the stuff that we definitely would trust what they well what they would think you know would be interesting information and stuff doesn't mean these guys are always gonna be right mind you i mean jeff grubb kind of learned yeah. that one the hard way last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he took a he took an L. He 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 was eventually right with Metroid. He was, he was but they right. delayed it by out of 2022. Cost him his hair. Cost him his hair, and his oh yeah his hair, and his beard I think. Yeah. It kind of, Mike Minotti lost his beard, which oh. let's never talk. Let's never speak about it again. <laughs> but uh, having the thought of a remastered F Zero game intrigues me. Next level games has made great games in the past luigi's mansion 3 is an excellent example fantastic i wonder though if you have like an a team and a b team in next level games the a team obviously being the ones that worked on luigi's mansion 3 and like some of the other games and the b team working on say the mario Mario strikers battle league and stuff alternating between each other you know it would make sense theoretically that the A-team would be working on something major and F-Zero could be in line with that. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. I'm not going to dismiss it, but I really want this to be fucking true. I want to play a new F-Zero, even if it's a remastered of GX. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, honestly, is probably the best way to do it, like, because it's been a long, dormant franchise, and it's, it'd be quicker and cheaper to just bring out an old one instead of just like trying to you know redo it like we heard all the rumors about oh, like, yeah. the Star Fox F-Zero game from years ago. Um, I'll tell you this though if you go onto YouTube right now listeners and you check out like up res like uh, game footage for F-Zero GX like people actually going through them to get like a full HD sort of thing and stuff it looks like a freaking modern game released today that's how good yeah, that I mean, game looks <laughs> yeah those games have always run super duper well so I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, just imagine if they built one on like the next Switch console or something like that. I think it would be amazing. Yes. But um, I mean, it's something I talked about a while ago where I feel like Nintendo is in the last year or two has probably realized that that market of like reselling, you know, those sixty four, the the um Game Boy games, the NES, Super NES, like reselling those games piecemeal to us, like that market that those days are. Not over, but... They're getting into the twilight years of it. Yeah, like, I mean, what we have now is probably the best, smartest decision they can do business-wise of, like, making us pay yearly for this service. You know, we just... It's like a... a, 
I don't know, like a Game Pass. Their, their version of a Game Pass yeah. where it's all their old games. Um, and this is probably the best way for them to do it instead of like, uh, I'd, I'd like it if they still let us like gave us the option to, to rebuy them, but whatever. Um, but I, I talked about this a while ago where they realized probably that those days are over of, like, of doing that. But there's this untapped market of GameCube yes, games. Yes, there is. Where they can resell. Like, well, obviously, we've seen them in the past, like, do the HG remakes or remasters of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Um, but we haven't seen them do much other than that. No. Nope. Now we're seeing Metro Prime remaster. They put Sunshine out, out, out yep. with the 3D All Stars. Um, now, F Zero? I mean, because the GameCube, for first party, there there's not a massive amount of games that they could probably do that with. Like, but. Mm. There's enough that like, I mean, there's a little bit, a little bit of juice you can squeeze out of lemon, uh, and I feel like, I mean, F Zero is probably one of those. I mean, I don't know if that'd be the one of the next games I go to. Um, think about maybe it. it's like, first party. I'm not too sure. You know, F Zero would be a good one, but another one that I really would like to see remastered and put out in the modern day is a remaster. Chibi Robo. No, not Chibi Robo. I'm talking about Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. That's obviously number. That's that, that's yeah, exactly. Like that's why I mean, like F Zero, not. Like that would not be the next one I go to, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it's not a big mark, but yeah, Thousand Year Door I think is that's the, the go-to biggest one. No-brainer right there. Yeah, I would love like a man. It's been so long. Oh. That was, was that the last good Paper Mario game? Yes, absolutely. Well, actually, when I think about it, the last good Paper, Paper Mario game, sucked. in my honest opinion, was not a traditional Paper Mario game, and that was Super Paper Mario on Wii. I loved playing that game. That was fantastic. That game was good. That was a good game, yeah. With, I'd actually like a remaster of that game because I fell off. That was a weird time frame for me where I was very bad at like finishing. It games. had like a 2.5D um, thing where it's like it was a, a 2D game, and all of a sudden you switch the Wii remote sideways or whatever the hell it is, and it just yeah, went over somewhere. Person, yeah, uh, I would love it. And they, they remember they it was very funny. Like they do like they had like Final Fantasy reference, uh, fantasy references in that game oh, yeah. too. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but. Cause yeah, the 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 3ds and the DS ones all were garbage. That's um, the thing though; they didn't really plan out a lot, like in terms of uh, making good Paper Mario games pass. Cause they drifted away from what made the Paper Mario games like initially what, you know, like decent like RPGs with great story and characters and stuff, and created more. They just made their own Super Mario RPG. That's the yeah. thing. It's like they did Super Mario RPG. That collaboration with Rare, I'm not Rare, but fucking Square. Soft back on the Super Nintendo, and once they left, and once SquareSoft left for PlayStation back then, they had to take the remnants of that and created the Paper Mario series. But it's become less of a fun game series and more so of a kind of like a bland sort of afterthought with certain gimmicks kind of tossed into a fray. No real character development and stuff for no real like the gameplay, gameplay or something that's consistent. No real like. No building of like memorable characters or something like those early series games did. Oh God, the biggest egregious one is like with freaking like, uh, oh God, what was that freaking one for? Oh, Sticker Star. Yeah, I absolutely hated Sticker that Star. Was game. offensive. That was so. I, it, it's still dumb. baffling to me. They made a they made a turn based RPG game with when there was there was no levels or experience they points. Did a, yeah, they did that. No experience what points. Was the point? Turn based RPG battles. That made no sense. Yeah. At that point, it's it's it a is... platforming game. Yeah, yeah. It was it's a, it was a borderline walking simulator because there was no point in battling. It was um, inserted to make the game longer. That was an artificial inflation. 
Yeah, it was so bad. It was terrible. I like how we were talking about F-Zero-GX. <laughs> we went on a rant about Paper Mario. <laughs> well, that's uh, the thing, though. When we thought about like games that could possibly be remastered and stuff for GameCube and stuff, F-Zero-GX is obviously one. Paper Mario Thousand-Year Door is obviously another. So, hey. <laughs> the one. Yeah. That is, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, yeah, like I said, like, the, the list isn't very long, I guess, for like games I could do that with. But I, I do feel like, yeah, there's an untapped market now, there sega, and eventually they'll probably no, freaking sega would get on board and actually remaster skies of arcadia i mean that would be freaking amazing gables <laughs> don't do that to me <laughs> i actively try not to think about that game one of the greatest games of all time uh, i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite games of all time as a kid skies of arcadia legend is probably fourth or fifth as far as like games before i was like able to buy my own games mm-hmm. when i had like a full-time job like Guys, for K Legends, probably f- the fourth most important game to me as a child. Um, my God, yes, please <laughs> remaster that game. I don't care. Just or don't even remaster it. Just let me buy it. <laughs> like I will give you the fucking money. Just put the ROM on the Switch, on PlayStation. I don't care. Just let me play the fucking game. We got Rogue Galaxy um, on on PlayStation. Now just give me this and my RPG. Uh, this will be complete. Now, uh, give me a good Tales of Symphonia uh, remaster too, instead of that bullshit they give us now. Um, mm. but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I said, untap market there, and obviously, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. I won't be shocked if it's happening. He said Nate Tate talked about it. I feel like it's probably happening, but take everything else with a grain of salt. I would say. Uh, but Gables, something we do know that's happening, uh, just kind of weirdly announced. So Paramount uh, Global's Senior Vice President for Games. What a fucking title that is. Um, anyways, uh, Doug Rosen said that the, they are making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last Ronin game. Uh, and this is a third-person action RPG. Um, and he said that they are using they, they are kind of like using God of War 2018 as kind of the uh, uh, as a comparison point for what they're what they're going for. Um, so I kind of know some spoiler stuff on it, not the spoiler. So kind of the idea of this game. So I'll be, I'm not going to say anything here, but the, the kind of the background of this is it's years later. Uh, so they're n- no longer a teenager, uh, but the city is ruled by Shredder's grandson. And only one of the tur- four turtles remains. His brothers are all uh, already dead. Um, and they all said that the game is a few years away, uh, but we also don't know who's making it. Um, and it's also like the turtle um, that, you're playing as or in the comic it's a comic it's a comic short they made like there's only like five comics uh but um you don't you don't know which turtle is the last one sur- that survived and he is using all f- of his brother's weapons as well and like he is straight murdering folks so uh this is not a uh a I, i'm not expecting this game I, I don't know if it's how gory it's gonna be but this will not be like a rated e for everybody type no. of game i imagine um but um, I've always heard the story. I'm not like I don't know the story super duper well, but whenever I, when I whenever I hear people talk about it, it always sounds fucking awesome. Like I've, I've it's, it's been probably one of the biggest things of the turtles this century, you know, because the movie's been pretty terrible. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I said maybe Shredder's Revenge, I guess. But uh, and that we don't need to talk about that shitty platinum game. Uh, but I don't know, Gables. Like, I obviously like. The issue is here. How big is the budget? Who's making it? Because like obviously the idea of like a triple A, fucking 
non kitty uh TMT game where you're just fucking people up. Uh I mean it's got it's dark and gritty, obviously, because the other three turtles are dead. Mm-hmm. Um if like done right sounds fucking awesome. Hmm. Uh, like this is like what I want from like turtles nowadays. Like obviously like Shredder's Revenge was amazing and that's like one of the obviously one of the best games of last year. But if we can get like a full fledged big budget fucking last Ronin game for TMT, like with a good studio behind it, please God. Yes. Take all my money. Take everything I have besides Louie. <laughs> you can have it all. Like, I don't care. You want this beer that's half drink? Take it. This Sephiroth Amiibo? Take it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't what I don't have anything else to give you. The shirt I'm wearing right now, take it. I'm about to take it off, Gables. I'm gonna take the shirt off, okay? I'm kidding, I'm not gonna do it. Uh we'll get we'll get deleted off YouTube. <laughs> uh we'll have to do the podcast on Pornhub. Um <laughs> But this sounds awesome. I want it so mm. fucking bad. What about you, Gables? I oh god. To give a little bit of back information though, this story, The Last Ronin, was created by, I believe Part, if not it was the original, the original creators. creators of the Teenage Mutant Turtles comics back when in the 80s and stuff before the cartoon was put out and became the highly popularized thing that we know of today. So the comics back then were pretty dark. Not like dark to the extent of The Last Ronin, mind you, but uh, I am really excited to see what is going to go on inside the development cycle for The Last Ronin. If they're aiming towards a God of War, like, 2018 sort of, like, emphasis on it in terms of the action, in terms of the cinematic, in terms of, like, whatever that they can, you know, there's a couple of studios I could think of that could potentially go and probably make, you know, probably give The Last Ronin justice in that regards. Santa Monica. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> if Sony Santa Monica were to get that IP, just to have the aspect oh my God. of doing that, that would, that would definitely... Corey Barlog with TMNT? Fuck yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility, but yeah, you, you better believe they're probably on the scale of like planning the next God of War game. You know, at least in the planning yeah. stages for that. But uh, I could potentially see Capcom possibly putting something into play because let's look at it this way. Demons, you know, Devil May Cry, they definitely have a pedigree Mm. in terms of making fast action games. And because this is TMNT sort of like, this is the Ninja Turtles universe and stuff, fast paced sort of action, you know, like all sorts of various like craziness going on and stuff. I mean, that could potentially be one of the, one of them and stuff. Another thing, Team Ninja. Team Ninja could definitely be something. Of, the only know. thing I'm concerned about is the story. I guess the and the, this, the good news is the story's already been written. Yeah. So they just not they just don't have to fuck it up because, who boy, this is story, a, this, this is pretty stuff. much like an action sort of like a revenge style of story, quintessentially the last Ronin, because it's basically the, the turtle that, you know, we don't know at this point. I mean, obviously the story has been out since like 2020 and stuff and done extremely well. So people already know who the turtle is, but think about it. It's a revenge story to where the last remaining turtle wants to get revenge on Shredder's grandson and stuff for kill the, his brothers and stuff and his master splinter and stuff and blah, blah, blah. So in order to do that, you know, there's like 
there's definitely a couple of studios that would work. Capcom, because of like their development stuff right there. I mean, we could actually see, like you said, Team Ninja could possibly be an option as well, because they make some great action games as well, you know, in that regards. If we got A-tier Platinum. Yeah, you know, Platinum Games could definitely be could definitely be a possibility. But I want A-tier, because I've seen... We, we know what D-tier Platinum can do. We've already seen a TMNT game made by D-tier Platinum. And we already so. know what F-tier Platinum can do. <laughs> Astral Chain. Uh, 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 oh, God, <laughs> right in the heart. Oh, man. But anyway, basically any type of you know game dev where they've created like intense action games could potentially be on the table here. So it's it's a vast, it's like a varied sort of like like speculation at this point you know the last ronin could definitely be a fantastic game i mean i personally would love it if like say a capcom got their hands on this ip and like they did something along the lines with that but if it's something to where like the creators say of hi-fi rush were to have gotten something like that you know after the craziness that they went through and stuff. Oh my god, Tango making the game. Dude, it's also if Tango. I mean, is, these are Capcom people. If freaking Tango were to get their hands on that IP, off the success of how Hi-Fi Rush has done this year, and they take a few years to try to develop that, that would be crazy as shit. <laughs> or, even though I know this is not going to happen and stuff. If Insomniac Games were to go for it, to try to take this shit. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, uh, every company that I'm naming right here, like any type of gaming studio I've ever named, it's just, it's just really just driving Tyler's imagination like through the roof. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the possibilities. It, uh, what's that movie with uh, Billy Crystal and the lady like eating the dinner? And she's like, yes, yes. When yeah. Harry and, like, met the, Sally. And, like the yes i feel like <laughs> sally right now and you're harry uh and, uh i am yeah i am all aboard anything um god damn it the problem is is like everything we just said it's gonna be it's gonna be like some city like who and it's gonna be like some team that konami hired to make some shitty silent hill game <laughs> the metal gear survive team's making oh, it oh god that would be like such that. a deflating experience but i don't believe that's gonna happen say with the last ronin i hope not I hope not. God damn. It just sounds so fucking cool. Yes. Oh my God. Give us good calls. Good calls here. <laughs> and now I'm going to try to like erase this from my brain so I don't think about it for like three years. Um, Unless we hear more about it in terms of like uh, this coming June or July. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, if they just put this deal together recently, who knows? But, uh, <sighs> I, yeah, I need to like do the Men in Black Flash, forget this thing ever happened, and be excited when they announce it years later or like a year or two down right. the line. Um, but Gills, let's move yeah. on. Um, on to the, some other news this week, uh, smaller stuff here. So, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the DLC is coming out uh, April nineteenth. Yeah. Uh, they announced that it's called Burning Shores. Uh, they finally had it come up for pre-order um, on Wednesday. And shockingly, Gables. Yeah. Um, what do you think the price point on a DLC for Horizon would be? You know what? I thought it would be like a forty dollars expansion. Personally, it, that's exactly what I was expecting. It's only twenty bucks. Crazy. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of it's weird. That's like, speculatory, you know. It's like I thought it was gonna. If they're gonna do like a twenty dollar thing, you think it'd be like, you would think automatically it's not gonna be that long of experience. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Yeah, I'm not like I guess like it was twenty bucks. It's only a few hours, whatever. It's only twenty bucks, but um, yeah. I mean, if they charge forty in those few hours, I'd be a little more pissed off. But uh, it's weird that they, they put out this. The game's coming in like two like like three weeks away um and we have yet to see any gameplay for this That's thing uh, literally they, they put a new trailer out and it's literally the same trailer that they did before <laughs> they announced pre-order now um so i don't know i mean i, I guess it's not like super concerning because this isn't like a you know like a big 70 dollars game this is just a dlc for a game that we already know and it's yes. just here's more of it and you're gonna be in la um but i don't know very weird i just thought it was kind of weird the way that they just kind of like dropped the trailer 30 seconds long um it's like boom here you go pre-order now and i'm like okay i mean i, I was gonna pre-order regardless but then like i said I was, I was fully expecting to pay 40 50 bucks and uh it's 20 so i don't know um i'll you know obviously i'll, I'll be able to play it here in a few weeks but hopefully it's it's, it's something good uh speaking of something that's probably not gonna be good though um uh, golem the oh, golem, lord yeah. of the rings game that was announced literally in 2019 to come out in 2020 and then it's del- been delayed, I don't even know how many times at this point. Finally got a release date, yep. Gables. Uh, come out May 25th, I believe, is that what I wrote down here? Yes, May 25th. Um, Gables, fun fact about Golem. Yeah. It was the first next-gen game announced. How interesting that that was the first next-gen game announced, and it came out three years after the next-gen consoles launched. Yes, uh, so this game has been in development hell for a long time. Uh, There's like a preview event that happened a few weeks ago and people will talk about it. And I guess they're like emphasizing the fact this is not a stealth game, guys. This is not a stealth game. This is not a stealth game. And then everybody played it and all the previews are saying it's actually a stealth game. So you play as Gollum um, and uh, I don't know. It just, it sounds, everybody talking about playing it and stuff. It's like, everybody's like, this feels like a PS4 launch game. Um, so um, I don't know. But uh, I feel like this one of those games, like maybe with the IP, it's probably it's one of those things where it's gonna, it has Lord of the Ring IP behind it, so it's probably gonna sell pretty well. Um, but uh, this is not a game, Gables. I think you should uh, bid on it in our fans Creek League. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, but I bid. I probably I'm gonna probably I'm gonna bid pretty high on it, Gables. So I think you should probably bid at least 40, 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you would um, like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would love it if you did that. I'd love it. Um. Totally recommend you should do that. Uh, but Gables, last but not least here, uh, EA announced that they are uh, going to be delisting a few games here uh, on April 28th. So you won't be able to play them. Um, we won't be able to buy them after April 28th. Uh, they are Battlefield 1943, Battle, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 1 and 2. Um, you could still, um, I believe you'll still be able to like play like online and stuff like that until the end of this year. I think it's sometime in December they're taking the servers down. That's part of the reason why they're getting they're getting uh, taken down. But if you want to like if you buy them and you still want to play single player, you can still download them later on. You just won't be able to do the online stuff. Uh, but uh, originally people were freaking out because like Mirror's Edge was in there, and everybody's like, "Why weird. the fuck is Mirror's Edge in here?" And I guess there's like, uh, oh, one second, my sister's calling me. I'm gonna pause this. Real quick. Uh, All right, and we're back. Sorry about that, guys. I had a phone call from sister. Yeah, it's always a little scary when you get a phone call at 12:15 at night. Uh, but luckily, everything seems to be okay. Uh, but 
Uh, we we're talking about Gables. Um, EA delist, uh, delisting uh, Battlefield 1943, bad, uh, bad Company 1 and yes. 2. Um, and just about a month. Um, I don't know. You, you, I mean, you're definitely bigger on the, uh, you know, preserving games, stuff like that. So uh, how, how is this making you feel about the, these going away? Well, honestly, it does suck that uh, there were some notable games that are going to be going away. Obviously, Bad Company 1 and 2. I mean, those ones were prevalent in the 360 PS3 generation in that regards, you know, to where people really loved playing those games online, especially with Bad Company 2, the story of Bad Company 2, oh, people loved. Yes. So this is okay. pretty much like a all points bulletin for people that are fans of like those Battlefield games, especially if they wanted to try to secure them physically or digitally. Obviously, it, since for gamers that do own like a Series S or Series X or something like that, if you want to try to get those games digitally, now is the time to do it especially if you really want to even have an inkling to want to play those. What I'm really glad, though, is uh, EA actually went back and actually reiterated that they're not adding, like, Mirror's Edge to that list because people were up in arms. I was like, why is this single-player game being taken off the digital service and stuff? And so quickly they backtracked off of that, which, honestly, good on them because that would be freaking bullshit, too, if it's just regular single-player yeah. games and not, like, multiplayer servers or whatever the hell. Because it has, like, the time attack stuff on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. the time attack stuff. Like, really? The time attack stuff? That's what people were <laughs> kind of complaining yeah, okay. about with that, too. But uh, it sucks that it's going away. But at the same point, you know, at least they gave you they give you a little bit of time before they initially take it off. So that's nice. Yeah. Got a month, I guess. Yeah. Um, looking about it, like Bad Company 2 is 20 bucks on Xbox if you want to buy it online mm-hmm. right now. Um, or if it's on Game Pass, it is on Game Pass. Or if you want to play it on there, we'll, one might, I might do that. I might do a quick run through. Because I really like Bad uh, Bad Company 2 a lot, the single player stuff. So those were like different and they're fun. Um, and uh, man, I wish, you know, there's, there's games like that just don't, the, the, um, you know, from like the big triple a the big studios they just don't really happen nope. anymore so uh man i'd love it if they did a bad company three or just do something like just do a remake of those again but uh yeah um sucks but uh, yeah i don't know i just don't know what to say anymore at this point but uh let's move on with playing gables you want to go first or you want me to go first all right so you know what i'm gonna go first with this one because hell man i got a lot of things to say about metroid prime remastered and stuff First off, I think the last time I left off was in regards to going through, I think I was starting going through like the phase on mines and stuff and try to go through some bit of the stuff back then, you know, and like how initially when I played through that section as a kid, like back then, how difficult it was in certain parts because of how the enemies were starting to mix a lot of different elements and stuff that you had to switch between the beam weapons in order to do. Oh, yeah. Going through more of the phase on mines, I mean, a lot of it's holding true still to where not only am I going and facing off against elite pirates and stuff, like different types of variations from the cloaked ones to like the ones vulnerable to the regular blaster or the wave one or the ice beam or the plasma beam. But, and this is a little miniature spoiler here too, when you go into further... It starts, it starts getting even crazier because when you're going through a lot of the research stuff, when you're scanning around the phase on mines, you get to discover that the uh, pirates, these space pirates, got so greedy that they're trying to biogen, like 
like biochemically kind of like uh, breed like these super pirates, these super space pirates, right? Infusing them pretty much with phazon, like with like these uh, with substance and stuff to where they make them pretty much like super soldiers. And so there are there are certain pods and stuff you see these failed attempts or something like that, and then you see ones that inside of certain rooms so they'll just pop out of their cryogen like they'll just crash out of their container and stuff and they'll fight you and stuff like that that's held true for like three three different ones here right so it's like the first time you encounter one of those like alpha pirates or something like that it's like a regular alpha pirate it's like a regular like enemy and stuff it's a little bit stronger than your average elite pirates and stuff and it's like okay that's fine i get to take this guy out pretty quickly then you start getting into like the phase on introductions to some of those experiments being successful. It's and so now you have an even tougher opponent that has all this different like type of energy stuff and it's can be super crazy. And so they try to take him, take it down. The major boss of the phase on mines is the Omega pirate, right? And geez, this guy's a pain in the ass. Cause here's how this boss battle goes. I was playing this game in handheld mode in my bed, and I was getting fucking pissed off at this boss because rarely do I rage at a boss inside of a video game, and it brought back so many like like freaking pent up memories of playing this section that when I finally got to the Omega like the Omega Pirate, the boss cycle goes like this: you get to fight him right, he's vulnerable to like the plasma beam. But he's also vulnerable to missiles. But he'll also start holding up his hand and absorbing any type of beam attacks that you go forth and throw against him, right? And so, naturally, I try doing, like, uh, you know, firing a couple different missiles and stuff. Because when you use, like, say, like, when you use, like, the X-ray visor or something, you can actually target some bit of his limbs. Because that's where a lot of the phase on, like, pouches and stuff are. So once... You, you hit him enough into what uh, all those phase-on pouches like pretty much like pop off of like his limbs and stuff. He becomes incredibly vulnerable, and he disappears. So you have to turn on that x-ray visor in order to try to keep track of where he is because he'll cloak himself, go to one of like four different areas around this field, this battlefield, and he'll try to charge up and try to regain like health and all sorts of various stuff like that by... You know, like uh, cloaking himself, going into a corner, and then all of a sudden these elite pirates are popping out now. So his minions are popping out. So having to adjust between the different beam combinations in order to try to take out those guys on top of flipping up the visor, on top of doing a charge shot, taking, like, firing at the center portion of this this uh, freaking Omega pirate stuff, doing some bit of damage incrementally, it starts becoming a real management task because the first phase of it, that's fine. But he literally has like a three or four phases literally between like uh, how you go forth and attack him. Right. So if you're doing well and stuff, you'll, you'll probably kill him like around maybe three, four steps, but it may take longer, especially if you're not quick enough to go and get damage him and stuff. <sighs> oh Yeah. When I face when I first saw against the Omega Pirate the first time inside of this playthrough, I died before like he was literally like about halfway, right? I died when he was like about halfway. And at this point, inside this game that I spent like close to about twenty hours in, I have every single energy tank. 
I literally found every single energy tank inside this game. I found every power bomb. I have now all the artifacts. With the missile expansion, I'm missing two missile expansions. Jesus. I almost have all 250 missile inside of this damn game. I still need to try to find those two. But regardless, going back to this boss, I lost the first time. I did a little bit more management on the second time, right? And I managed to go forth and beat him like after about a good solid like fucking 10 minutes of playing this damn boss battle. Because <laughs> I did the management stuff like I've said before. But it started getting crazier when the, like phase two goes on or phase three comes off and stuff like that. But finally, when I got those down, and then when I, he was finally that sliver of his health and stuff, I managed to plow through and beat this Omega Pirate. Once you do that and stuff, like a couple of different things happens. It's like you'll get the boss, the cutscene for this boss, if you defeat it, he'll fall on top of you, right? And you think, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to be dead or something like that. No, that's how you acquire the Phazon suit. So this, this dude that's been charging up and stuff, falls on top of you you absorb pretty much his like the entire like uh his power and stuff and now you have a phase on suit that's added on top of what you already have and so now you're resistant to a lot of the environmental like uh, stuff inside the phase on mines because the whole thing of this area is you have to avoid like the phase on crystals and all those other type of stuff that are around because they'll do damage to you they will kill you if you stay inside of an area for too long so, doing that now, having that to be in a resistance, now I get, I got to go back to explore different areas, and I feel like I've got, uh, at this recording, I've got every single super missile inside the Phazon mines, on top of anything else. I Entering into the Phazon mines, I had, like, a slew of missile expansions I needed to get in the last two energy tanks. I found the last two energy tanks. I got, I believe, like four or five energy tank expansions and sets. Now I'm just missing two, and I don't know where. And it's going to piss <laughs> me off. But <laughs> in, regards to, in regards to the game itself, the game itself, you know, it's been absolutely fantastic from... Me starting it, all the way going through the different areas, all the nostalgia hits, all the different changes, the control style stuff that I've really got adjusted to now. The different powers make absolute sense. Exploring the different areas and stuff to find out little secrets or get a little bit of tidbits of like information upon certain characters or certain like creatures in the environment. It's been really addicting. It's been really fun. Just enjoyable to try to learn more about this game in regards to that phase on mine stuff you know it's it's a challenging area it's there's no like doubt about it because you get to face off against these elite pirates that have different like elemental weaknesses the same holds true with the metroids that are inside this area too because there are two different types of zones two different types of like areas inside the phase on mines where it's metroid like quarantine a and then quarantine b quarantine a and B have these Metroids where, okay, you get to go forth and kill these Metroids like you normally would, like inside other area, like like in other areas inside this this whole general level. But once you kill the Omega Pirate, they start to evolve. And by evolving, once you start attacking them, they split off into two Metroids. And those two Metroids 
have elemental weaknesses that you have to switch through. So, to my shock and horror, while I was going through and trying to take out one of them with my plasma beam, all of a, all of a sudden it split off into two, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's two different colored Metroids. What the hell's going on? One was weak to wave, one was weak to ice. And I had to do charge shots and try to kill them inside three or four shots in order to try to take them out so I could navigate throughout this level. Because here's the thing. You can't just casually go through the quarantine levels, like the quarantine areas inside this zone, without being attacked by these Metroids or even their bigger equivalent, these Hunter Metroids that just do long-distance shots at you. Because when you try to avoid them and try to go and stuff, they will chase you down and they will bump you off of platforms on into the very bottom of the goddamn area that you're at, which happened to be like three or four times. And I'm like, fuck. And I try to go back again, try to jump these platforms. All of a sudden, I have a Metroid that's going through and just jumping on my head like a freaking head crab and try to suck the life force out of me. Like, oh, Jesus. And now. I have to go into morph ball mode in order to press a bomb in order to get the damn thing off of my head. And it's like... <laughs> I'm really glad I quit playing this game when I did. Oh. No, man. It's like... Granted, this is an amazing game. It's a fucking fantastic game. Yes, there are some frustrating moments. And yes, the later areas of this game can be difficult. But I'll tell you what is in store for me next. Other than like getting the last couple of missile expansions... The last portion of the game is definitely one of the most memorable. I am so close to getting back to, like, the Talon Overworld to go back to that whole Chozo, like, area. This area in general, once you have all the artifacts and once you open everything, it allows you to open up the that area to where you get to face off against the final boss of the game. But before you do that, guess who you have to face? before you go through and get to that end area dark link no meta ridley <laughs> oh, dude i remember the meta ridley boss battle so well because that's part of the reasons why i gathered all these missile expansions because ridley inside the past metroid games it's a son of a gun to try to take down because you need all those missiles <laughs> but uh Oh, boy. But looking at my save file before I even started recording to try to see how much I've, like, how much I've actually went through and done this game, I'm at 97% for Damn. Metroid Prime. And this is, like, 18 hours, 55 minutes. So, heavily enjoy this game. Would definitely advise people if they've never played Metroid Prime before and you have a Switch... This is probably one of the best shooters that you could possibly fucking play. I mean, I'm not joking and stuff. This is a shooter game with explorational, like, Metroidvania elements. It is fantastic. Now, I'm done with my end. Go ahead and tell me about Resident Evil 4, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, it, it, you know we're, we're, it's 2020, like I said earlier, it's 2023, and the two best games of the year so far have been Metroid Prime and uh, Resident Evil 4. Um... You know, based off reviews, and I gotta agree. Um, at least Resident Evil 4. Uh, I am on Chapter 6. Uh, I think I'm like five and a half hours yeah. in, according to my game save. Uh, and, I, you know, I've talked about, you know, if you're a first-time, whatever, listener, you've listened to a long time. Uh, I've talked about, I think Resident Evil 4 is probably the game I've beaten more than any other game mm -hmm. ever. Like maybe Metal Gear Solid 1 
uh, those are like you know neck and neck maybe. You know, I talk about like I beat all resident I bought GameCube back there. It was the first game I ever got on. I ever bought my own money, like full price wise. First game I ever bought, like day it came out. I told the story about my dad going calling GameStop back in the day. Like game come out say January twenty seventh. Um, but not every store would get the game on January 27th. Sometimes it would come out on the 29th. Sometimes, sometimes you get it on the 25th. Never know. I remember my dad every day for like three or four days in a row calling um, about this game. But he kept call, kept calling it Residential Evil and kept confusing <laughs> the people. Um, and uh, I remember like going up and he bought it. Like I gave him the money and he went and bought it for me while I was at school. And uh, what, what, I would have been 15 that game came Damn. out? January 2005? Yeah, 15. Um, would have been 17 around that time yeah close to 17 yeah so you're you're year older than me so yeah you're you know so 16 then um getting old gables <laughs> we're in our mid-30s now according to you um <laughs> but uh yeah so like yeah i was trying to find the steel i still have the steel bookcase at my parents house i couldn't find it though it's Aww. in the base somewhere I, I need to look for it but uh i have it and it came with a little, little ada wong figure and stuff oh, wow. but anyways um so i i you know when you're when you're young like that um you just you don't have you don't get a lot of games no. you get them for like christmas birthdays and then you might make some money on the side mowing lawns like that and you can or trade games in and stuff like that but like this is one of the games like i would just play over and over and over again like i bought everything i maxed out everything i replayed the game over and over and over again or like i beat it like i was like i'm gonna beat this game without uh, with, with, without dying once, I'm going to beat this game in three hours. I'm going to beat this game with killing a thousand zombies. I'm going to beat this game with killing as few zombies as possible. I'm going to beat this game. I, I remember I, I beat the game, and finally I got to the point where I bought the uh, infinite rocket launcher. With, I think it was like a million in-game mm-hmm. dollars. After I maxed out every other weapon. And we played the game one more time, only using the infinite rocket launcher. And just basically like one shot of my way through the entire game, <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember like beating Salazar with like a with one shot and shit like that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I have not replayed this game since then. Like that was the last time I beat this game. I tell like I beat I replayed it on when they put out like the 360 version HD yeah. version. I went back and played it. and I played a few hours of it and like, it's like oh, this game doesn't age super duper well. Uh, I you know, kind of moved on from there. Uh, that's, I mean, I think I beat the first like boss, and like that was the last thing I did. Um, but you know, I've talked about you know, like I'm not like the type that's like, you gotta like, you gotta be like, I am very much of like, I imagine like that res, like the people that like the Final Fantasy we made, we made people that are, like, totally trust them and like, like I'm like I'm not like you need to stick exactly to the story, you need to nail all this stuff. And it's like I am like. After like playing Resident Evil two and three remakes, like and seven and eight, where those are gone, like I fully trust you, especially at the village. I'm like I trust whatever you're gonna do. Like the story is what I guess it helps too, where the story is like whatever. Right. Um, like I just need you to have like good modern gameplay, and I'm be pretty happy with this thing. Uh, and so far they have it's exactly what I want it to be. It's you know like especially coming off Village, it is just like Village kind of was the first person shooter of. Resident Evil 4, and this is exactly what I want it to be, and they've expanded upon it uh, on it in a lot of great ways. We're like, talk about this Dead Space earlier this year. Like, I love Dead Space uh, originally on 360. I love the Dead Space remake, remake, where like they added to it, but like they changed some things, they added some things to it. Um, like they kind of built upon the game, like add some side quests, stuff like that, and 
kind of made the game a little bigger, a little richer, and a little, you know, like, made it a lot easier to, like, go through the area. They made it a little more Metroidvania-like. Right. Um, you know, where the first game wasn't really like that. And this game, Resident Evil 4 was always kind of Resident Evil uh, uh, Metroidvania-like. Uh, they've really done a better job, I think, of making, it, like, everything connect and everything just shortcuts here and there, like, making everything flow a lot better. Uh, and because a big part of that is they have really, really uh, expanded this game where they have, like, there's way more treasure now. There's way more to explore. Um, there are, like, actual, like, side missions kind of sort of in the game, too. Where, like, there's side missions, but they're not, like, huge. Like, uh, so, like, the merchant throughout the game, like, you'll find, like, a little note on, like, a wall. And you can you really can't miss them. They're there. Or, like, when you go talk to them, he'll give you some missions, like, and it's like, um, you know, kill three snakes uh, and sell them to me or find a golden egg or uh, kill the rats in this little area here. And it's or like go find this um, like demon dog and kill him. And he's like more powerful than the other demon dogs. Um, shit like that. Like they're, they're, they're very small and they're quick and easy to do. And if you do those, you get. Um, well, like it's a different it's like a currency that he has that's different than the actual in-game currency uh, where you can use those, you can trade those in, you can buy better upgrades or you can buy, you know, you can like, or bad, buy attachments for your weapons. So like you can uh, buy the, um, like the laser, that's how you get the laser sight for your pistol right. or for, or you get like the, the stock for your, your, your TMP, the assault rifle, shit like that. Or like in one of the cases I can, I can buy the treasure map and it will show you all the treasures in the uh on in like the village it's like there's three games like my spoilers here there are three main areas to resident Evil 4 there's the yep. village there's the castle and there's the yes. island i'm still in the village i feel like i'm pretty close to being done with the village but i'm still in the village um so then i can see where all the treasures are in the game which obviously the treasures is a whole other thing where you can you find treasures throughout the game but like you instead of just selling them to the merchant you can uh find jewels that you can add to them Right, and there's different like ways to make them more valuable than just adding a jewel to them, okay. like different adding different colors or combinations. Um, so like that that's a big benefit of it, and then like upgrading weapons stuff like that. But I've really been loving um, some of that too, like just giving me more reason to check it out. And you know, I'm like some five and a half hours in, I'm just starting uh, chapter six. I am annoyingly slow with the way I, I play these kind of survival horror games, where like. Cause these games are all about, you know, like finding every, like, you know, it, you don't have, you never really flush with like ammo or weapons or the best gear. So like, I never want to miss anything. I'm finding all the treasures. I'm fi- making sure I'm finding all the, the barrels to break to find weapons or, uh, uh I think it's pest pastos is what they're called. The, the currency in this game. Like I'm trying to find, make sure I get every little thing I can to, cause I need everything I can to upgrade my weapons or have better, weapons or just have more health whatever um but like i'm I'm enjoying all the little changes they've done to the game the gameplay it feels really good it is exactly what i want want it to be like uh you can move and shoot um you know you're a little you can uh you can actually crouch so there's actually some sneaking to it and you give your combat knife something i didn't know actually is they made the combat knife actually is like there's a durability to it but you can actually upgrade it too like well uh so you can make it so it like think initially it only get only lasts like four like you do four hits you can four kills with it and then it'll break but you can go back to the merchant and he can repair it but then you can upgrade it so it does more damage and uh, also um 
you can do it. So I, I think like now I can do eight attacks before it breaks. Um, and the cool thing is you don't have to wait for it to break to like repair it. Like you can actually repair it for when it's only like half broken. It's cost half as much to do whatever. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying like the modern day remake like changes to it. But I'm also loving um, just the way they dealt with like the way the game was back in the day of like making that work 18 years later. Mm -hmm. And like they're bringing things back like the game was always extremely cheesy and that's why I've never been like big on like the story's got to be exactly the same because uh, the story was always kind of whatever and it was always cheesy and over the top and it still has that but it's not to the extent of like like there's a part like in the village where you have the first thing you first get to the village and you get all the, the ways and means and you're just trying to survive until they ring yep. the bell the church bell and in like the original game like Leon says like where's everybody going bingo and he like says it kind of over <laughs> the top and kind of dumb and this game he says the same thing over he says the same thing again but like it's like where's everybody going bingo and it's like it's still like there and it's still got some like funniness to it but it's not like over the top like kind of breaking the wall for you like it's still um you, you know it, it's like in an action movie way where it's like a funny little one line but it's not like it's not like like oh, that's that's weird you know like i enjoyed him back in the day but it's uh, it works better in, in this context. Um, you know, I just got to the point. I've only just really met Ashley. Uh, I've only done, like, I, you don't meet her, I think, until the beginning. Like, you meet her at the end of Chapter 4. Like I said, I'm, at the, I'm in Chapter 6. Um, dealing with her, you can actually, like, make it so, like, you two, like you can keep, you can, like, there's two different commands for her, like, where you can have her, like, right behind you. Or you can have her, like, stay back. And she'll, like, she'll, she'll kind of, like, go off and try to, like, kind of get to a corner or, like, get behind you or, stay well behind you so like if you're getting a fight uh like she's not like right there and like annoyingly stupidly getting like caught and okay. like now i gotta like mad dash and scramble to go like fucking stop the people from taking her away or anything like that like there's been a couple times though like um i've died i guess three times in the game but two of those because she got killed uh because oh, yeah. like she can actually get stunned and if she gets hit again after she's stunned uh she dies um but like that was like a little more frustrating, but like not in like a, this is badly designed. It's like okay, I gotta like I need like better understand how this works and like wh how I can better work this out like in, in combat. Um, but like you know like definitely she's like instead of just like here's this here's this female with jiggly boobs like she is like so far actually like an interesting character. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the way, like they got, luckily they got rid of the weird boob mechanics and the GameCube version that made me very uncomfortable, even at 15. <laughs> like, I don't like this, uh, like with the, the jiggly boobs, uh, like, you know, she's not like all scantily, like there's no, like, you can't like when she climbs the ladder, look up at her panties anymore. Um, you know, and, like she gets mad at you for doing so. Uh, there's like none of that, uh, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, like so far I'm, I'm definitely like, I like that. I'm enjoying the, the storyline, the storyline, the changes they tweak to it. Uh, the gameplay obviously is chef's kiss. Amazing. Fantastic. Exactly. What I want it to be. Um, yeah, I really don't have any major complaints right now. All right. Um, so far. So, uh, like I said, I am extremely happy with what we have so far. Like I, like I'm all, like I said, I'm only in the first section still. Um, I, I'm, I think, I only think I'm halfway. I, I think I saw like there's 16 chapters in the game huh. and I'm on chapter six. So I'm like a third of the way through it. So I got, I got a ways to go, but uh, I like, I was a little concerned when I heard the game was like much longer than the original game. Like I heard like some people it's saying like 
it's like probably gonna take you like 15 to 20 hours to beat where in the past it was probably eight to ten hours so but hey um as long as it's good and like the content's still like i'm still having a good time with it like they keep building upon this making it better like they all they've they definitely like added upon like luis who's a guy like who's like one of the other characters you run into a lot in the first game uh you, they've they've built upon his storyline as well where like originally like you come and go and you wouldn't spend actually you didn't really spend that much time with him um and i guess like i, I find out just recently that like uh like the game was like uh they even delayed it multiple times the original game like they had a cut like almost 20 percent of the main game out to get it done on time to come oh. out in january uh, 2005 like like the castle section was like they cut like 40 percent of the castle section out they like they were like they had way more stuff with like ada wong and Lu- and uh, Luis, um like to build upon their backstory and the big thing they're changing in this is like a lot of stuff they originally had planned they're implementing into this oh. one so i'm excited to see like kind of like where that went because it was kind of like even like i said the story is always whatever but it was like and i'm not like Resident Evil storyline, even in the, the remakes, there's like, or even like the, the seven and eight, aren't like, oh my god, this is fantastic. But like, it is, uh, it's much better done, and like, it's not cheesy. Like, there's like the corniness is still there, but it's like, it's not like over the top crazy. Like, it all kind of makes sense. A little more realistic. Um, but I'm curious what they do with it. Like, I like I said, I'm not like one that's like, 100 percent stick to what 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 it was. Like, I'm. I'll avoid whatever they said to do. And so far, it's been uh, uh, borderline perfect for me. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to, to keep playing it. I'm going to play a bunch, you know, throughout the week. And I won't be shocked this time next week I've beaten the game. So, at the rate I'm going. Hmm. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, do you have anything else before we get out uh, of here? No, nothing more than for me. No. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Sorry for the uh, issues on my end there. I'm messing with the, um, having the wrong microphone set up and, getting the phone call stuff like that but uh we'll, we'll do better next mm-hmm. week but uh thank you guys so much for watching listening whatever uh i was host. I was i've been colonel gables till next time everyone have yourself a fun time and thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast hey, yep. be sweet. sweet man bye guys see ya